Hello, thanks for stopping by Liberty Sessions, where we unpack one woman's entrepreneurial journey to help another woman launch her own. I'm your host, Netta Jones. Please join me as we start liberating dreams one episode at a time. you Liberty listeners out there excited to be with Rennie of Bliss and Tell Branding Company today. Um, we are meeting here in sunny Newport Beach. We stepped out of our LA studios for a bit. So without having you wait any longer, I want you all to meet Rennie. Hey, Hi Rennie. There. Hey Netta, how are you? I'm good. It's good to be with you. We haven't been together in a year. Oh, it's been more than a year. Yeah. But we've chatted. Yeah, we've been chatting. But Stay it's connected. good to... Um, connect and I'm excited for you to share a little bit about your story and then towards the end give us the goods on what it means to be a a good brander. So why don't you just start with telling everybody who you are? Okay well um, my name is Rennie and um, first of all I'm first a mom, wife and then I'm a businesswoman. I have a company called Bliss and Tell Branding Company and um, for the last Eight and a half years, I've been working with uh, creative clients, uh, female business gurus, and helping them brand their business and take them to the next level. That's awesome. And you do it well. I know some of your clients, and I've seen your work. Um, So there's a great um, quote by Diane von Furstenberg. It says, um, she says, I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew I wanted, I knew the woman I wanted to become. For you... What led you? Was it the what you wanted to do or was it the becoming piece? I think in the beginning it was the what. I think that, you know, when I got out of college, I knew that I would never be able to work for anybody. I gave it a couple tries that I learned a lot, but ended up um, leaving or being fired. Yeah. And so we all I have kn- those stories. I knew that honest. I was not the type of person that was going to be able to work for someone. So I always knew that I was going to have my own business and just being a creative person from the time I was young, I just decided, you know what, that's my gift. That's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to, you know, follow the creative path. And so I didn't start out obviously with a branding company. I started out owning a stationary company, um, in Del Mar, California, Mm -hmm. great place to be, uh, had a retail store, did custom invitations and, um, sold that when I became pregnant, had my f- child. And then I started a national stationery line and it was called She She Industries and went to the New York Stationery Show a couple years in a row, got picked up by some national retail stores and did some business to business work. Then as my son got older and started school, I kind of burnt out of just pumping out orders and Um, you know, pumping out collection books to different uh, stationery stores. So I took probably a year to figure out what am I going to do? You know, what am I going to do that's going to fit my life, that's going to work in my lifestyle, allow me to be with my son. And um, that's when I, you know, really focused and figured out, you know what, I'm going to start a branding company. And this was, uh, you know, when branding wasn't such a buzzword. Yeah. And, um, And it's worked out really well. 
So one of the questions I like to ask is what informed kind of the entrepreneurial step? And I think you answered it just by saying it was lifestyle. Um, I wanted to be available to my son as he grew. Our family needs changed. My needs um, as a woman, as a mother changed. Um, and the accessibility I wanted to have to him. Is that is that accurate? That's totally accurate. And I think what's helped is I also had, you know, a husband who um, took a lot of that stress of, you know, having to, he basically supported me to make, to make these changes and do these things with my business. And that really helped too, you know, so we together decided that this was going to work for our lifestyle. Um, can I go back to answering your question about the other half of was it the what or the woman? Yeah. So that was the what, but then as I started to work for myself and as I started to, um, have these different business endeavors, it then became the woman that I want to be. And that's when it turned into, you know, like I said, starting Bliss and Tell Branding Company and taking that year off to figure out, yeah, what is this woman that I'm going to be? It's going to be a mom first, like you said, right. and um, then business and make it fit into my life. So started out with a what, but then turned into the woman. I love that. I think it's so different for everybody. And it's I love hearing how... I love hearing how people approach that because then our listeners get to find themselves in those stories. Yeah. Um, So thanks for that. You mentioned your husband and um, I want to go back to that for a second. A lot of husbands or or a lot of wives will say, oh, my husband said, go for it, babe, do whatever you want. Um, But being supportive isn't just rah, rah, right? So practically speaking, what did it mean for him to support (laughs) you? Well, my husband wasn't a rah-rah. He wasn't a go-do-it. He's very much a realist. Mm -hmm. And I sometimes call him a downer. Yeah. But that realist attitude is what makes me put everything into perspective. Because if it were up to me, everything would be like dreamy. I could do this. No problem. We're going to, you know, all the time. But that's really not what owning a business is. It's a lot of everything. Um, So for me, his support was financially for one, um, family too. Like if ever I needed, you know, to put in extra hours or whatever, he of course is always there, but he was, the support I got from him was also just real, real and true, which made me focus and really think about how I, how do I want things to work? How do I need things to work? Um, and so he, he brought that to, you know, the, the, he brought that from our relationship to the business. How long did it take for you to appreciate that and not view it as, as oh he's being a downer but you know this what? is actually supportive this is really it's very true it's maybe not the best thing to say but the minute i started to make the um the money that uh-huh. he was hoping that i would make i then took a, i was able to t- take a step back and see myself in a different light and it became i appreciated what all before because before I was like oh gosh just let me do this you know you're holding me back in this and that but finally when I had achieved the first goals that I wanted to achieve I realized I couldn't have done it without him giving me those little pep talks along the way so it was kind of reaching that one goal to then look back and go yeah you know what he's right I do I did I'm here now because I did consider these things that he made me look at what were some of those things? Like, can we can we benefit from your husband's wisdom? Um, if this is therapy session 101, <laughs> yes, we can. And I can go into that. Um, you know, like I said, being a creative person, 
it's always easy to be a dreamer and just see the end goal and be like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. And it's going to be so fun. And we're going to do this and it's going to be great. But what um, my husband did for me is he made me just go, well, what does that look like? You're okay. You're going to get there. But what does that mean? Time, money, investment, you know, how is it going to really be? And so he just made me look at the real picture, which wasn't always fun. It's never fun to look at a budget when you're trying to figure out how you're going to decorate your office or take over a space or, you know, have employees. It's never fun to go, oh, I have to think about payroll. Well, I just really like this girl and I want to hire her. But he made me focus and I couldn't have made the good decisions um, without always kind of thinking about that in the back of my head. Because I also knew that my business wasn't going to work unless I had him on board. Yeah. Because it wasn't going to be good at home, you know, at the end of the day. So I needed to have my other two businesses before that because those were kind of fun. This branding business was bigger and and real. So And probably gave you what you needed to feel like, I do know what I'm doing. So that as he was saying, well, wait a minute, Renny, you could say, well, well, wait, I've done this. I know some of these things. But you also know what it's like to run a business that is for the sake of fulfilling a dream or, um, you know, uh, perhaps even a passion. Whereas this was like, no, I need this to fulfill multiple things. I need it to accommodate my flexible schedule. I need this to bring in money. This is a real thing. I'm not playing on the side over here. This isn't a hobby that I'm trying to monetize. This is for real. And so you, you had that opportunity in those earlier businesses and then could could build on it. So right. you, you brought a lot to that table as well, as well as he being able to say, well, wait a right. minute, Renny, let's go through the practical things right. and identify how you're going to make money. Yeah. What are the financial goals here? <laughs> I love the face that you're making. Uh, Is it bringing back memories? I need the tissue. Yeah. I okay. need a tissue. Yeah. Like no. Um, what Brent really did for me, and that's my husband's name is, um, He just, let me reverse that. I knew that if I wanted this business to be where I wanted it to be, that I had to kind of pick my battles. And I was going to let Brent have more involvement in my business and my choices and how I was going to reach my goals this time because I knew that I wanted it to be everything that I wanted it to be and that it was going to be and is everything. But again, I needed to just follow, just to make it happy everywhere. And everybody was happy. And again, I, I picked my battles. So I'm not going to, you know, go to town with him on something that is like, you know what? That's not that important to me. I'm this is. So I'm going to let him work with me on this. And then, you know. Right. Um, So this is kind of turning into a podcast on marriage, too. So I love it. Thanks for the thanks for the double whammy. That's great. Um, So I know that um, you had talked about the two businesses you had before and then the branding. What made you want to really embrace branding after working with a product you were right. and going into a service industry, that's kind of a, a, a different business or an, and a jump. You know what? It, it was definitely a different business, but um, the industry was kind of the same. So in my other two businesses, um, you know, I've, like I said, they're, they were both creative businesses and people were always reaching out to me outside of the product I was selling or outside of the retail that store that I had and, and asking me to help them with things. Can you help me start this new business? Can you help me merchandise my store? Or I'm starting a business. Can you help me do, a, you know, I need a logo. And this was years and years ago. 
And even um, when I took that year off to kind of figure out, like, what am I going to do? People were always coming to me. I need this. I'm going to be doing a trade show. Can you help me decorate my booth? All this stuff. And I realized, even when I think back to starting my other businesses, there wasn't a single one place that I could go to or anyone could go to to get a good logo, a beautiful logo, business cards, note cards, signage, website. And this is before social media, you know. So where could, no, where would you go for all that? I mean, when when I started Bliss and Tell Branding Company, I think there was like Vistaprint for business cards. And then you could go to like Kinko's FedEx for some stationery. And well, what if you needed a rubber stamp? What if you needed signage for your window? Like there wasn't a cool place to go that did beautiful stuff. And I realized, okay, I'm going to be that person. I am going to be that gal that starts this business that every single woman who's starting a business wants, right? They want the matching ribbon and the custom tissue paper and the matching website and everything. And I wanted to be the person that was going to do that for them. So they could focus on running their business and they didn't have to run around all over town to get, you know, business cards here and ask their, you know, neighbor kid to put up their website or whatever. And that's, that was, that's it. And when I realized there's nobody doing this right now, again, this was a long time ago, I was going to be it. And that's what I did. And I, I went out with a bang. I started Bliss and Tell Branding Company, and I just reached out to some female bloggers that were really big at the time. And they basically, working with them, just launched my career because they needed someone to do a really great website, someone to do business cards, someone, and they started products. And then I ended up doing their product lines. And then, you know, they got into bigger box stores. And so then I started doing their product lines for Walmart and Target and, you know, other places. So there isn't still a lot of places where you can go and get everything done in one place and done well, and, yeah. you know, done nicely and to have that sort of full and service. Yeah. And I love too, for so many of these people, they probably didn't realize they needed all of that collateral. Right. They right. may have come to you looking for a logo and then it was like, Oh, you can do the website. Yep. Oh, you're right. I do need some sort of yep. flyer or I do have a product and we're shipping it. You're right. The way the <laughs> right. consumer receives my product needs to be branded. And so just by by the fact that you have all these services, you're able to almost um, help them understand their business better. Right. Like it needs to, account- you, you need to be able to accommodate all of these different right. people and their experience of your brand. Right. And the thing is too, is that everybody's business is going to grow. And once they work with us, it really grows. But the, the fact is you can't just get a brand and then be done. Yeah. It's this long-lasting relationship that you're going to have with your brand. And it's going to change a little bit. And it's going to grow. And you need to work with a company that, you know, can do that for you and continue to work with you. And a lot of our clients start with us. And we, I'd say 85% of our clients, we're still working with them a year or two later. So It's amazing. I mean, one, that the relationship can sustain that time and you can continue to grow in a way that services one another. But also, um, I think it speaks to the ability to listen when you're on the service side. Often people will walk away from whatever, you know, whoever it is that's servicing them, whether it's an accountant or a small business attorney or in your case, a branding agency, that after a while, it's like, I don't, I don't know if that person's listening. I don't know if right. they really get it. 
And to be able to sustain that relationship says a lot about who you are and your ability to listen to the client. Because once they feel known and heard, you've got them forever. Right. Well, I think I definitely think that's true. And I think one thing my team and I work really hard on is being an, an extension of their business. I mean, this is such an important part yeah. of what they do. And they need help doing it. And, you know, by the time we're done working with them on branding or designing a website for them, we're we're like friends. Yeah. You know, it's like I know what's going on with their business. I know what shows they're going to. I know what product lines or what products they're going to introduce in their next, you know, product collection. So I'm like an extension of their business, their own little in-house marketing, yeah. you know, design and marketing department that, you know, they don't have to pay on an annual salary. So. Um, it's great because, like I said, a lot of my clients, they're friends, and I care. We, my company and, um, you know, my team, we care so much about the success of our clients and because it helps our success. Sure. So sure. It, it's this, kind like, of awesome circle. giving thing. Yeah. Um, okay, so you said something, by the way, that I feel like I need to call out. You said um, when the clients work with you, I'm going to butcher it a little bit, um, It it's my they're much better after they've worked with you. And I loved that you owned that. One of the things that um, I don't see enough of is women owning what they're good at and really being comfortable calling it out. And so I want to commend you and for everybody listening also to say, like, that's that's the kind of ownership we need to have um, over the things that we do well and the things that we're able to offer our clients and the world in general. So thank you for being a, a model for yeah. that. Um, okay, I want to back up really quickly and then we'll jump into some of your tips. But what would you say um, has been the hardest part of launching your own business? So this could be Bliss and Tell or even the companies before that. Okay, well, I'll speak for me. Okay. Um, I think for me, it's never been hard to launch a business. I can... Like I could think of five businesses tomorrow that I want to like launch, but I think the hardest thing for me, and I, I think this is a lot of creative people and maybe women in general, I'm not sure, but I, I've always found it hard to put a value on my worth. Mm. Um, you know, something that comes very easy to me that I could like do in two minutes. I always, I used to, I should say when I started would find myself going, Oh, I don't want to charge her that much. You know, it only took me two minutes. Oh, I just, you know, and to, yeah. to put a value on what my talent and my work is really worth has taken me years to do. But the minute that my mindset changed and it like a light bulb went off and I was like, wait a minute, I'm awesome. This is, this is really <laughs> what I'm worth. And this is what I need to get paid. And this is what, you know, my, the cost of my services should be everything just kind of dialed in and clicked in from there because um, it just took on a whole different light. It was not me second guessing my, you know, Mm -hmm. and when you're second guessing what you do and you're undervaluing your talent, nothing good can come out of that. So I would say for anybody off right off the bat, just know what you're worth and um, don't ever second guess that because you'll never be able to get to that next level if you're constantly underestimating what you can do. What informed that change? What informed the like, wait a minute, I am, I am worth this or I can charge this. Was it just time and wisdom? What was it? Yes, I think it was, it was just experience and having different experiences with different clients and, um, 
I think it was just kind of like, hey, you know what? This is it. I cannot do this anymore because mm -mm. if this is how I'm going to do it, this is how it's going to be. And, you know, I think working with you clearly helped Mm -hmm. me a lot. Thanks, Thank you so much. (laughs) I owe it all to you. Shout out. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, No, but I, I think just the minute that I could put it in perspective that I'm really good at what I do. And um, it shows in the work that my clients are doing. It shows in the team that I have. But, you you know, it wasn't just overnight. It was like building, building, building to finally be able to take a step outside of my little box and look in and go, you know what? We're awesome. This is awesome. And I did this. And, yeah, this is this is how it's going to work moving forward. I love it. I love it. And I think it's really important. And um, there's such a distinction between you being confident and then an arrogance that um, some people are afraid of and what, and the difference is it's true. Yeah. It, it has yeah. the added benefit of being true. Yeah. You're good at your work and yeah. you're good at servicing these clients and therefore it's just confidence. Yeah. Can I add to that too? Yeah. The one thing too that opens up beyond that and it's not just about cost of services or money that you make or how much you're charging, but it's really about a whole different mindset. And then as well as, you know, taking on projects that are, you know, good for you. And having that, again, making that shift changes so much in what you do. And then you're aligning yourself with the people that you know appreciate you. Yeah. And you're aligning yourself with clients that you know are going to trust you. And you start to just follow your gut a little bit more because, you know, you're, I don't know, it's just, it's all encompassing, but it's, I think it starts with that value of yourself How and long your talent. How in, in your almost 10 years with Bliss and Tell? About nine years, okay. yeah. How years. long it, did it take you to be comfortable saying no to clients that didn't align with who you were or who the brand was? <laughs> it's funny because I started saying no right away, but I didn't really know why. <laughs> I just was like, yeah, that's not going to work. She's not going to listen to me. I'm not going to work with her. Yeah. But but I would say probably three or four years into it, I started to know why I was saying no. And then I could better explain it to my client. Like, this is what I'm looking to do. This is okay. why we're not going to be a good fit. But I have somebody you might want to call, et cetera. So I never, um, I kind of always just said no. But I really, it became clear why once I started to, again, understand my value and what I was bringing to someone's business when I'm working with them. Okay, so one last question on the kind of your story as an entrepreneur. So I used to think this as well, but um, it was anybody could be an entrepreneur. Any woman, you know, obviously uh, could just, you have a great idea, go for it. You know, we're, we're here to root you on. And I've changed my tune a little bit um, to, uh, no, it actually takes a certain kind of person for those people who are listening, who are considering taking that plunge, who would you encourage to take the plunge? Like, give me just one quality that you would encourage. If you saw that quality in somebody, you'd say they've got that thing that it takes. And who would you say, and it's not bad. It's just maybe we're saving them time. Like perhaps this is not the best fit for you. Um, I like you. I used to say, Oh, dream, dream big, you know, just dream and follow your dreams. No, I just, I, I mean, have dreams, but I think the person that would make a great business person and um, great entrepreneur is someone that's like thick skinned and knows themselves. Um, I think the clients that I work with that um, I've seen great success with and myself included is that, you know, we, um, 
people can say what they want, but you've got to be true to yourself. And it's taken me a while to learn that. But again, I've always kind of been true to myself and probably wasn't able to really realize, you know what, that I am being true to myself and who this business is and what I need, what I need this business to be for me. Um, but you've got to just focus on that and not listen to the naysayers and not look around at what everybody else is doing and just be like, nope, and have your own path and not, you know, some people are followers and that's great, but then people, some people are just real leaders and I think you got to be a leader. So being able to discern that within yourself. Okay. So that's great. Um, and I think really helpful and I, probably could have used some of that advice early on. So thanks for that. It's come a little late, Renny. Where were you (laughs) 20 years ago? Um, Although I I would have, I think I would have just developed that muscle more. It's not that I would have said, no, I'm not going to be an entrepreneur. It's just that I would have spent more time understanding like, okay, well, who am I and what do I have to offer? And the thick skin comes with time, I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, Okay, we're going to transition a little bit because it's impossible to be sitting here with you and not try and pull out of your brain some of these great branding nuggets that um, that you have and that you offer your clients, but we're going to get some of them for free right here Okay, on Liberty Sessions. Liberty! <laughs> yeah. um, so <laughs> what would you say, knowing that a lot of these small businesses can't afford to hire somebody like you in the early years, what would you say they need to really understand about their brand or just branding in general? Maybe, maybe let's back up. What is the misconception about branding? Okay. So the misconception, the number one thing, and I still have people who inquire, um, to work with me. Um, they want a, just a logo. Yeah. I just want a logo. I want a logo and, and that, I would say a logo is fine. If you're for the right kind of business or the right um, level of business, I think like that would be okay. Um, but I don't want people to come to me and say, oh, I want to get branded. And then they just think they're getting a logo. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's the biggest mistake. Just thinking that a brand is, oh, it's just a pretty logo. So what is it? So a brand is really the overall encompassing voice, uh, philosophy, personality of a company. And it's not, you know, oh, I really like these colors in this font. It's really, let's discover who your client is. Let's discover what your business is about. Let's discover the goals of your business five years, 10 years out. Um, what's the personality? What's the statement? What are you giving your clients? Like, there's so much that we do in our branding process that I would say just a little bit of it is design. Yeah. Um, the first, you know, four weeks we work with a client, it's a research and discovery. And our clients learn so much about their business at that time too, while we're learning about their business, but so many other things are uncovered that, you know, when you're starting a business, you are so focused on, you know, what your store is going to look like, or, you know, what your product is going to be that you forget what is the purpose of your company? What is the voice? What's the personality? What are you trying to accomplish? Um, What do you want to say? What do you want people to know about your company? So branding is so much deeper than, you know, the, the logo. Just like if you were to, I always use an analogy of like interior design. So you're going to go remodel your house. You can't start thinking about the paint colors when you don't even know where the kitchen's going to be or where the bathroom's going to be or, you know, is it two story, one story? There's so much of the foundation you have to figure out before you even know sure. what the rest of the house is going to be like. And I know because um, 
because I know your secrets. <laughs> I know. No, I know that you go, you take your clients through a whole brand building right. curriculum. Yeah. Really. I mean, yeah. it's sort of intense. I've seen therapy. it. Therapy. Um, <laughs> and I think some of the nuggets you just gave us right now are really great that we can ask ourselves, who, who are we serving? You know, this is not just um, so that you can put your personality in a logo. This right. is the personality of the person you're serving. Exactly. This is how they're going to be um, attracted to you so that we can convert them right. into sales. Right. Like at the end of the day, this is a real business exactly. that we're talking about. What do you think the number one mistake is that people make in branding? I think <laughs> there's there's a few mistakes. Uh, can I talk about them? Yeah. Okay. Um, and they're not necessarily in any order, but I would say one of the big things is not really understanding who their company is and what their company is about. That's one of the big things. Like I said, it's, it's not just, Oh, I, I love these colors together and I've always loved pink and I just want to have pink in my logo. Well, that's a big mistake. That's, we're not going to develop a brand for you because your favorite color is pink. So that's a big mistake. Um, and then also too, not looking at their long-term goals. And, and I know this is hard because you get really excited about what you're doing right now as a business, but long term, you've got to have a brand that grows with you. Um, so that's thinking like not just, you know, in six months, I'm trying to do this. Well, where do you want to be in two years, 10 sure. years? You know, I ask that. Um, and finally, you're a lot of people don't understand the budget that they need to set aside to, you know, um, brand in a way that's going to grow their business. And ultimately, that's I know everybody thinks, you know, follow your dreams, love what you do, do what you love. That's great, but you've got to make money. And so you've got to set aside the right amount of money to do the marketing you need to do. Be cohesive in your brand. Constantly reinforce what your company is about. And if you're not putting money into that, um, you know, you're, you're not going to see the return. And it, sure. you absolutely just have to set aside the right budget. Sure. I think what speaks volumes to that is what we're seeing on social media and those people who've literally built businesses off of their Instagram and it's because they've branded themselves so well. So how would we, how would you advise us again, small businesses, whether we're thinking about launching or in those first three years, how would you advise, advise us to use social media as an extension of our brand? Like what do we do? Okay. So I tell all my clients to go hire someone go hire a social media company or a communications company um, or hire um, a person that's going to work for you solely to do this. So a a lot of my clients um, that works one-on-one with with me and my team, they are between the ages of, I'd say, maybe 35 and 50. Mm -hmm. And we're all women, moms, wives, you know, trying to do it all. And there's just not, um, you can't do it all. And so I tell them, can you just go hire someone? Don't even try to attempt it because you're just, you're not going to know what you're doing. Like, just go hire someone. So my biggest advice is go hire someone. Forget the workshops. Forget the, like, you know, go do a workshop in two days. You don't have time. Leave it to a professional that knows what they're doing that's going to, you know, put your company first, you know, on social media platforms. So... That's and I so suggest. can that be just hiring an individual? Absolutely. That, okay. So yeah. it's not necessarily yeah, looking at social media wh- no, firm. Okay. Well, you can. I, if you I, can I, afford it. Lot, yeah. A lot of my clients do that. Or yeah, hire that gal who's just fresh out of school and PR. Who and you, understands yeah, who how understands. it works. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But put, put the money into it. You don't have time to, 
take away to, you know, post something on Instagram. I liked what you just said about don't take a workshop because I've often, I, I've done it and I've, I've seen clients do it. They'll take a workshop. They're like full of information yeah. and it's gone because right. on Monday there's no time right. to exercise all those things they've just learned. And they really, you do have to be able to delegate and, and find people that do those things better than you. Well, and I would say if there's a, you know, like you said, there's companies that have built a business off Instagram. Yeah. Those aren't my clients. My clients have actual stores or products sure. or, you know, or clients. Um, they're not just starting a Instagram feed and, and getting right. paid to do that. So if that's the case, absolutely, you know what you're doing. But if you're a client like the client that I have, go hire somebody for okay. sure. That's good. I, I like that tip. And I like the, again, I like the fact that you're saving us time and making us, forcing us to work on what we do well. Right. And if we don't do social media well, exactly. go find somebody that does. Um, okay. So what are the things that we should be looking for if we do go out to hire a branding agency like yourself or some like yourself or someone else? What are the things we should be looking for? Like, what would you say? Definitely make sure they do A, B, and C. Okay. I would definitely make sure that they have experience. And I would, I, you know, it's such a visual world right now that sometimes we get lost in all the pretty pictures and everything looks great. And there's, you know, you find websites um, where the photos are beautiful and amazing, but does it... Sh- does it talk about their work? Does it show their work? I would make sure that the company you're hiring has experience, um, has a track record, even offers references. I offer references, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so experience. And I wouldn't say it has to be in the niche that your company is. It doesn't have to be in the same industry. Okay. Um, so, for example, I have clients in all kinds of different industries, foodie industries, product lines, um, retail stores. And um, definitely make sure they have experience. I think another thing that's really important that I know works for us is huge communication. Got to have open communication. I would never work with a company that only communicates via email on Mondays and Fridays or something. Right. Right. Branding is such an intense process. And it just requires a lot of um, communication. Even just random like 8 o'clock at night. Oh, I've got to call Rennie. I just saw this and I, I forgot. I wanted to tell her this. Like it, it just, it needs that kind of communication. And so my company is really good about project management. We have, you know, phone calls all the time. And so I would stay away from companies that only offer an email. I mean, if you can't call them right away to ask them a question about how the process even works and you're like, we only work through email, I, I wouldn't work with them. Okay. And then do you have a third one for us? Um, a third one. I like oh, threes. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> the third one is, you know, everybody always talks about, um, you know, if you think we're a good fit, you know, if you think that we might work well together, I, obviously you want your clients to be happy with working with you, but I've found that, you know, the branding process is kind of intense and it's not always, you know, happy, happy, joy, mm. joy. And you want to work with a company and this is where the experience comes in again. You want to work with a company that isn't always trying to make you happy and please you. You want to work with a company that's honest, that's truthful, that speaks from experience, that has your best interest at heart. And I think that, um, you know, when I see people say, contact us and if we're a good fit, let's collaborate or something. I think I used to be in that place, but I was I was doing a disservice to my clients. It's like, no, no, no. Let's work together if you're serious about growing your business and you're going to do what it takes to get your business to the next level. And so making sure that you're working with a company that is going to tell you like it is and, 
not always worry about let's make sure we're all best we're, friends. We're all best friends. Yeah. No, I that's great. And I, honestly, that would make me feel better about working well, with and in the someone. End, like you are the expert. Well, that's why I'm paying you this money. I have to tell you, like almost every client, I mean, it never fails somewhere along the line in the client working with the clients through the process. There's a huge hiccup. There's a, you know, a, a little, I want to say like breakup fight. Yeah. But you know what? We're stronger. We get through it. And we, we have, like I said, I'm friends with so many of my clients because of the fact that I'm not just worried about, okay, okay, let me just do whatever you want. It's, hey, I'm doing this for you. I want your business to succeed. And those, the best relationships and working relationships come from that kind of. Sure. A little you know, bit of that push and yeah, pull. Right. And yes, we're, exactly. when you're both fighting for the same, same end, thing. Yes. you know, you both want the brand right. to do well, the company right. to do well. Right. And I think as soon as. The client can trust that in you, right? Then, then, and they know that you've got their back, yep. regardless of you know the little hiccups yep. on the way. Exactly, that, that, that makes that um, it makes them able to trust that in you. Um, can you give us an example? Because I love visual examples of a company that's doing a great job of branding. I can. Um, there's a company that I've loved for so long. I just love everything that they're doing. They started in LA and I'm sure you've heard of them. Sugar paper. Oh yeah. We love sugar. Um, sugar paper started, uh, I want to say back in like 2003, I had, um, just started my stationary line, um, back then. And I just fell in love with what they were doing. And one thing that sugar paper, um, Jamie and Chelsea, are doing really well of Sugar Paper is they've always really stayed true to their brand. Mm. It's always been consistent. Nothing's ever changed. It's simple, sweet, soft, and everything across the board of what they do has always been that. Their products, their trade show booths, their stationery line, like now even being carried in Target, um, it's always been very Sugar Paper-ish, and they've never not been that brand. That's amazing over that span of time to yep. stay relevant and to still be so focused on the things that you talked about, that they're soft and they, there is something very feminine right. about them, but it's a very strong brand. It is, too. it is, right. And I think, too, what they're doing really well is they've never, maybe, and I, I'm sure it's because back in 2003, they had this goal. They had this long-term vision and they knew that this is what they needed to do to yeah. be that and stay true to them and... Um, and again, it's a brand that you can recognize anywhere. And it's so simple. Yeah. And just done really well. So, and it's it, the brand plays across all platforms. I've been in their store in Brentwood. I've read articles where literally what they're wearing matches the right, brand. Right. Um, you know, you see their paper products in other stationery stores. And the way it's packaged, everything right. yep. matches yep. who they are. So that's a great example of how across all platforms, including their social media, their brand is strong right. Right. and you know who they are. Um, okay. So what parting branding or entrepreneurial words do you have for our listeners? I know it's in there, Renny. I can see it. Well, I feel I answered it in another question previously. Um, I think... Okay. I think the one thing that, you know, in addition to that whole self-worth, yeah, you know, spiel that I gave, I think you have to know who you are as a businesswoman and you have to know what your business is about. And um, I think I kind of said this earlier, stop looking around, stop, you know, 
worrying about what everybody else is doing or, um, you know, know what you need to do and just focus. And it's really hard. I believe me. I mean, there was times when I started Bliss and Tell Branding Company where I was looking around and saying, well, I could be doing that. Why, how come I'm not doing that? How? And I was like, well, you know what? That's not who I am. And, and again, once you can just go, you know what? This is my client. It might not be what their client is and and, and I might not be getting the projects at this other branding company, but this is what I'm good at. And this is why my clients are doing well, because I know what I need to do. And it's like staying true to yourself. And um, I know that sounds so cliche because you hear that all no. the time. Like, oh, I'm just staying true to myself. No, but it really, doesn't. It sounds hard, actually. And I, as I'm sitting here looking at you and no one would know by looking at you, but you've you know, you're, you're in your forties. And I wonder if you, 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 um, I wonder if you would have been able to give this advice to yourself or anyone else in your twenties or your thirties. And something about what you're sharing makes me aware and, um, wanting to encourage those women who are 35 plus to say, just because you don't see all the workshops and all the things that are available to us that have, you know, the, the, the awesome looking millennial in Nashville who's, you know, started a paper pressing yeah, company yeah. or whatever, just because you don't see yourself in this doesn't mean that in fact, 35 plus is a great time right. to launch your business right. because so much of the advice you've given throughout this interview has been about knowing yourself, has right. been about right. developing that thick skin, has been about understanding what you want to accomplish through this business, has been about it's great to dream and to have a dream, but we need this to be actualized. Right. So that the fruit of that, the flexibility of schedule, the financial right. uh, capacity, all those things can be realized. And it, it just dawns on me that a lot of that comes with age and wisdom and yeah. the the with with every and I'll speak for myself with every wrinkle I own there's Which something isn't many no well that's sweet of you <laughs> she's not sitting very close um but it it comes with some life lesson learned and those are those are badges of honor and I don't say that at all in a in a in a cliche yeah. way I really right. I really believe we need to own that and come from that space yeah. and I feel like you embody that in oh, so many you. ways yeah thank you so Thanks. Thank it's you so, so much. good to see you. And I wish you guys could see. We'll try and get a picture of it. She just brought this glorious um, bouquet of flowers that we can't we can't translate <laughs> in this video or in this um, audio. But somehow we'll get a picture of it. It's great to see you. Thank Rennie. you so much. So fun to see you. And we're going to have all your information, both on Bliss and Tell, on all your social media, on Perfect. how to reach out to you. I know you've got some really cool things coming up in the pipeline that will make um, your work and your your beautiful brain accessible to many of us who are starting businesses. Yep. So tune in, everyone, um, to our notes, um, and we'll get you connected to, to Rennie. Thanks, Thank you so Rennie. much. Oh, it's been so much fun. Thanks a lot. So I want to do something new with you. I want You're the first. We're going to introduce this quick six, these six quick questions that I'm okay. just going to a- ask you um, so that people can get to know a little bit of uh, about who you are. And the reason we want to do this is, again, I feel like when people identify, our listeners identify with someone, they're like, yep. yeah, I okay. totally get her. I love her. So these are kind of just fun questions. Right. So are you a nine to fiver or a flex schedule kind of gal? I'm a nine to three-er. And then I'm a flex schedule. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Just telling the yeah. truth. I like yeah. it. Um, okay. Vacation mountains or vacation beach? Beach. Of course. Our San Diego gal. 
Okay, here's the next one. Work from home or work from an office? Work from home with people. Work from home with people. Okay. And I know you have a home office. So do, you, do people come into your, it's behind it's your house? It's a little bit so of both. It's, yep, okay. it's a little bit of both, but it's work from home. And then I have people that work for me remotely, but we are Skyping All constantly. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. And then tea or coffee? Tea during the week, coffee on the weekends. Why? Crazy. I gave up coffee um, about six months ago just because I wanted to kind of change my life a little bit. And it's been really great for me. But I still need coffee on Saturdays and Sundays when my husband cooks breakfast. Awesome. Um, And then work alone or work with a team, I think I know. For sure. Your team is important to you. And then this is the hardest one. Okay. Thai or Mexican? Thai. I know. I just am so over Mexican. (laughs) (laughs) It's our California living. Okay, thanks for the quick six. Yes. And thanks again for this time, Renny. Bye. Liberty Sessions is broadcast on all platforms, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe and leave a review in iTunes. You can also find us every day on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Liberty For Her. Liberty is spelled L-I-B-E-R-T-Y-F-O-R-H-E-R. And please leave a comment using the hashtag Liberty Sessions. We want to hear your thoughts, suggestions, and brilliant ideas. Liberty Sessions is produced by Netta Jones and Elizabeth Windham and music by Jordan Flower. And just remember, there is life after the top knot, as evidenced here. See you next week.